Welcome to Soulful, the podcast. I'm your host, Layla Steed, psychic medium healer and mentor for women that are ready to embrace their soul-aligned life. This is a powerful destination for women that are seeking that irresistible invitation to lead a more meaningful, purposeful and self-ignited life. This is a free conscious education tool if you are seeking greater self-connection and that familiar frequency of that feminine connection, then you are in the right place. I thank you for being here. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to episode seven of Soulful, the podcast. Now today I have a very special guest. We just finished chatting. Her name is Catrice Janelle. She's a soul-led women's business coach and so much more than that. It goes far deeper. But today we've had one of the most beautiful, just really light bulb moment, lift you up conversations and what a beautiful way to start 2023. So today's episode is called Cultivating Soulful Alignment in Life and Business with Catrice Janelle. And I hope that you are going to get as much value out of it as I did through having the conversation with her, because the reason why I wanted to bring her through on the podcast is I follow her on social media I'd seen all this stuff that she was putting out. I'd seen the direction that she was going in and I'd just seen the light just pouring out of her. And I was like, right, my people need to hear this. My people need to hear from this woman and what she has to say about life and motherhood and marriage and all of the things. And I was like, you know what, what an incredible way to kick off the 2023, like the with the, you know, one of these incredible or inspiring conversations with a woman that is, you know, bringing through that content that makes you crack open and then seek that greater self-awareness. So I'm going to bring her through right now. Good morning, Catrice. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I know. I was like, I was scrolling through Instagram the other day and I saw a post that you put out and I was like, my people need this. My people need some words of wisdom from this beautiful woman and how she shows up online is incredible. So I was like, I have to bring her in. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I love that so much. Um, Yeah. I mean, I feel like I, I feel like I've been following you for a while now. And um, yeah, I just feel this connection to you. So when you messaged me the other day and you're like, do you want to come on the podcast? I was like, fuck yes, I do. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Yeah, I appreciate your time so much. I would love it if you could tell me a little bit. I did a little bit of an intro before we started, but if you could tell me a little bit more about you and what you do. Yeah, of course. So um, I'm a conscious women's and business coach. I work predominantly with the soul. So I feel like one of the things I always like to drop in there is I do business with a twist. I definitely am a little bit unconventional because I predominantly work with the condition of a human soul. So I love to look at all of the things from the core and work out from there instead of Mm -hmm. where I feel like a lot of the industry is going is like all about money and all about uh, the strategy and making things bigger and larger. I believe that we can have all of that, but I believe it's a byproduct of where our soul's condition lies. Um, Mm. But yeah, that's, that's where my work kind of lies. But in terms of me, I am a mother. Um, 
a new mother, should I say. I uh, gave birth to my little boy 10 months ago. Um, you know, I'm a wife to my beautiful husband. And to be honest, I just fucking love life. <laughs> like that's yeah. my motto. I love life. And I think that my main mission here on this earth is to show people how easy it actually gets to be. And that's not to say that every day is easy, but I believe that life gets to be easy if we're willing to look at all of the little intricate pieces that we have within us and uh, like I say purifying the soul's condition so that we can literally be manifestation queens that's that's what I'm here for yeah beautiful that's so exciting like honestly the way you just said that I was like there's a reason that she's meant to be on the podcast because that obviously that's what I do as well in in a totally different way through readings obviously but um yeah it's definitely aligned what we do which is really beautiful and I hope that people get a lot of I'm sure they will get a lot of um you know beautiful content out of today's chat and what made you step into this arena like what's brought you over here and what ignited you to be like right that's what I want to do with my life yeah oh gosh I mean I guess from a young age, I've always known that I'm here for big stuff. (laughs) I used to say to my mom when I was little, I was like, I'm going to be a millionaire and I'm going to be famous. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) That was just like my thing. And she's like, oh, I have no doubt about that, Catrice. And, you know, I come from actually quite a um, low economic family. You know, the the background Mm -hmm. that I have is not, it's not really that entrepreneurial um, there's not mo- there's not many big dreamers in our family let's put it that way so for me to be that bold at such a young age was definitely <laughs> uh, definitely interesting for my parents I know that for sure um, but sort of fast forward to where we are now and what brought me over here so obviously I'm from the UK in case anybody didn't pick up on my accent um, <laughs> we're here the Gold Coast and to be honest with you we just decided that we wanted a complete change of life we were kind of like living week to week paycheck to paycheck in the the hustle and the grind of what our lives looked like in the UK we were big party animals this is me and my husband we would go out the weekend binge mm-hmm. drinking and it was kind of just on the hamster wheel you know life was on the hamster wheel yeah, and we decided that we wanted something different for ourselves. Um, you know, we were in a circle of people that were very wealthy, but they were also very sort of superficial, very materialistic, only, mm-hmm. you know, very competitive energy. And although it showed us what was available from like a money perspective, it just didn't feel good. It felt icky. It felt like we were in the wrong circle. We were around a lot of people that in my eyes weren't very loving, you know? Sure. Um, Yeah. So we, with a multitude of things that were playing out, we, we decided let's go, let's make the move. And with the move, it was really bloody challenging. I'll be honest with you. You know, everyone's like, oh, you're going to the other side of the world. It'll be amazing. You know, you can live on the beach and do all of these amazing things. And whilst that was true, it was actually probably one of the most challenging things in the world because I realized that I didn't have a fucking clue who I was. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> love so that when, moment. <laughs> yeah, that gold moment where you're like, oh gosh, I've created a whole identity that is not true to me whatsoever. I've just realized that I don't have a clue who I am. 
and now I've got to figure all that out on the other side of the world, don't know anyone and I'd hardly got any money in the bank account. So I was like, okay, this is going to be great for us. (laughs) Now in that, of course, it was the best thing that we ever did because it really, it kind of took a, a downhill turn to begin with. I felt that I lost myself even more being here. But what I realized yeah. now in retrospect, knowing what I know is that it was so essential for me to unravel in the way that I did. You know, um, the analogy I like to use is almost like an onion. I was having to peel back the layers of the onion to get to the core of who I really am. Yeah. And that was a process, you know, I'm sure you can relate to this. And yes, everyone listening can as well to some extent you know it's like when you have those moments of oh fuck like what have I been doing my whole life who am I you kind of get to this point where you lose even more of yourself but you it's not that you're losing yourself you're just losing the identity that you've created yeah and it wasn't serving me anyway so it had to go it just felt like a yeah it felt like a tornado I'll be honest (laughs) oh it's tough like I've I've been there and it's really like you have to you know you're pretty much breaking down every part of yourself because you're like right well that doesn't work and that's not who I am so who am I and then you're starting to like rebuild it so it's so challenging I completely understand like yeah and I think that that was the the greatest catalyst for where I am now really you know um I believe that embodiment is our greatest qualification in life you know if we Mm -hmm. can walk the walk and not just talk the talk it really it just hits different you know um and I I I've basically built my whole business off that I'm like I will never ever teach you or show you anything I'm not doing or have done myself and it it came from that unraveling you know um getting to know myself and I realized that once I started speaking about this stuff so many women were experiencing similar things or had this deep yearning to actually get to know themselves on a deeper and intimate level. And yeah, that's where it's kind of landed me today. It's, um, yeah, it's big and it continues to unravel like every single day. I'm still on the journey. (laughs) Still putting the wheels in motion. I love that. Yeah. And I feel like it's, you know, we are going to be doing that because a lot of people come to me and they say, Layla, I really need, you know, I need this reading because I need the clarity and I need it now. And I'm like, Mm. or I need to find my happiness. Someone said in in question time the other day. And I was like, look, that's going to be, that's not an end destination. Like happiness is, is something that you have to cultivate regularly and something that you have to breathe life into regularly. That's not something that you go, I'm going to, I'm going to be happy. And it's, it's going to be, you know, next week, I'm going to, it's going to be Friday and I'm going to get to this end destination, you know, like it doesn't, (laughs) it doesn't happen that way. And so I think so many women think that happiness is this end destination. If I can just get happy or if I can just get this, or if I I can just achieve that. And, you know, we've all been there. Like it takes that sobering realization that it's a lifetime thing, you know, just like peeling back the onion, you know, the onion goes, it's going to happen our whole entire lifetime that we use ourselves and regain ourselves, you know? Yeah, totally. I can so, so resonate with that. And I think that, happiness has so many different layers to it as well you know like Mm -hmm. we reach we reach a certain place and we feel this happiness and this joy and 
I think something I actually just want to add in there is, if you don't mind me saying so, is I think that one of the most important things that we can do is actually just allow ourselves to feel our emotions in every moment. You know, happiness is just an emotion. And the thing that blocks us from receiving our happiness is our unwillingness to feel all the other emotions as well. Mm. And like, I know that sounds a little bit confusing, but it's just that if we allow ourselves, you know, this morning, I'll just use as an example, I was feeling so overwhelmed. Um, my assistant was running a little bit late, wild, just was not having a bar of going to sleep. You know, I'm going on a retreat on Wednesday. So I've got like a week's worth of work to get done in two days. And I was really feeling that. And I was like, this is not how I want to feel this week. I want to feel really <laughs> empowered and I want to feel excited and I want to feel happy. And I just sat with it for a moment. I was like, okay, well, there's no no way I'm going to feel that level of happiness and that joy and that excitement whilst I'm still holding on to this feeling of stress and overwhelm. Yeah. So if I just feel my way through that first and just actually be human for a moment, then I know I'm going to be able to access what's really here. And that is the joy. That is the happiness. And so I did that little process this morning and, you know, here we are now and I'm feeling fucking great. <laughs> here <laughs> yeah. we go. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that. And I I just want to touch base on something that you said before, because I was talking to my girlfriend about this yesterday and I get a lot of questions. I don't know if you saw my question time the other day, but I get a lot of questions about marriage and Mm. especially in readings, you know, my husband's not holding me emotionally and he's, he's not doing this and he's not doing that. And I'm, I'm constantly, I'm not married. I've never been married. I've, I've been engaged. I've never been married. So I'm constantly talking on topics that I have no fucking idea what it takes to hold down a marriage and keep that relationship going. So, um, that's why I was like, I'm super excited to bring you through and, and we will go into that a little bit deeper. But it's funny how I've ended up speaking on topics that I'm like, I, I have no idea about this. And I, <laughs> I regularly say to people, look, I can speak on your marriage from what I'm picking up on a soul level from you. Yes. But giving advice makes me feel super uncomfortable because I've not walked in your shoes. And I'm like, yeah. you, I believe that's the most valuable place where you can give someone advice from is when you've actually been there in the trenches totally. in that experience, you know? Yeah, Totally. Yeah, so I'm excited to chat further about that with you a little oh, bit later. I'd love to. <laughs> I know. I've got I was so like, much well, juice on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I will say this. Um, my marriage this year has been stretched to its ultimate capacity. So mm-hmm. I feel that this will be beautiful to speak into. Absolutely. As it does with motherhood, you know. So, uh, yeah. and, and leading into that. I wanted to ask like how you manage motherhood with business because obviously I'm I'm further down the track. Eva's now in school and yeah. so I, it's so much more easier for me to manage. I mean, different, different, but just easier yeah. for me to manage because, you know, she's not having these big emotions now. She kind of self-regulates. So mm-hmm. I, I yeah. know that there's going to be women of, of young children that are like, how does she actually manage this business and motherhood and how does that coexist together? Yeah, big question. Yeah. <laughs> I love it though. Um yeah, I'll be honest with you. You know, there's days where I just feel like the most unqualified human in the world when it comes to managing a business and being a mother. <laughs> That's yeah. just my ultimate transparency. And I just yeah. want to share that because I think that sometimes people see me in a different light to that. You know, like they see this woman who's doing it all and she's got it all figured out. And I definitely don't. <laughs> I so I just want to pre-frame that one. Um I think for me what I ha I always commit to is 
I have a willingness to see myself in in all of the darkness and all of the light so when it comes to managing motherhood and a business in context to that I'm always willing to look at my uh, blind spots and my shadows you know the parts of me that I can see are affecting life and business now I'll refer to this probably the whole way through the podcast Mm. but one of the things that I believe is that everything does actually get to be easy. And this is with our willingness to look at all of the parts of ourselves that are a little bit distorted, are unloving, are coming from a place of dis-ease. And when we remove those parts of ourselves, we can really create magic, you know, we can have ease. And there's days where everything just flows so easily for me. And then there's days where it's an absolute shit show. (laughs) And the days that it's a shit show, I really have to anchor in to doing the healing. And I don't put it on the back burner. It's become a priority to me. So no difference what I was experiencing this morning. I could have just pushed all of that emotion down that I was feeling stressed and overwhelmed uh, with motherhood and running a business but instead I actually just said you know what whatever I was going to do in this half an hour I'm just going to park that because I realized that if I don't address my emotions then today is going to unravel into an even bigger shit show yeah and the interesting thing is with our children is they only reflect what we are not expressing so Mm -hmm. I know that this is a little bit of a mind-bending concept for people, but I just want everyone who's listening to listen with an open mind and an open heart in this moment. You know, our our little ones, they pick up on everything. They're so in tune and they're so connected, way more connected than we are because we've got years and years and years of conditioning and suppression, whereas they don't. They don't have that. So that you know wild my little man he i give him full permission to express of course because i want him to show me what's there for me to resolve so when he's kicking off and screaming i know it's because there's something he's expressing that i'm not willing to the moment that i express my emotion he literally changes in a second and so when it comes to managing life being a parent and running a business if he's expressing my priority has to be to rearrange that first and foremost and then I can go on and do the things that I need to do you know so that's from like an energy perspective that's where I really anchor into in each and every moment Mm -hmm. not every day it looks perfect some days it's really ugly and it's really messy (laughs) can relate Totally. Like there's days where I'm just like, oh my God, I'm a hot mess today. But I know that it's essential. It's essential in order for me to not only run my business, but also to be able to come forward and talk about it with women. Cause I get it. Like, you know, I work with a group of women who are all building businesses and I don't want to sit here and be like, oh yeah, like you just have to, you just got to do your thing. You got to take action. You've got to figure it all out because that's not that's not the truth. The truth is we've got to, you know, be able to manage all of the, all of the emotions, all of the pieces so that we can create a level of ease with it. Um, So yeah, I hope that that really sort of resonates and lands for a few people because I know that it's a big thing. 
Yeah, um, that was huge for me when I I didn't hear that until Eva was about four. Like everything that I'm internalizing, she's going to externalize, and mm. and that really changed motherhood for me. Look, four was a little bit too late to hear that information, but now I make sure that I speak into that regularly on social media yeah. because it. Sorry, there is a cricket in the background. It sounds like it's somehow gotten into my room. So sorry for oh, that. I can't listening. hear it on my end. <laughs> I'm like, geez, what is this guy? Where's he coming from? Um, this <laughs> is here. For a reason. I know. This is just how we record here. This is just, it's always, you know, raw and vulnerable and just honest. So, um, yeah, sorry about that. But, yeah, with with that, that's one of the biggest things that I speak into now, especially when I have clients that are like, you know, my daughter's this or my son's this and I don't know how to manage it. I'm like, okay, well, how are you not managing yourself and how is that coming out within you? And it's always, you can see that the brain is like, what like did you swear at me they're a bit like did you just say that that was me yeah I know pretty confronting hey it is you know but that's where the change happens that's where the beauty is you know totally yeah and I think with just willingness you know if we can have the willingness to look at it and look at our little ones as like our teachers you know Mm. instead of this whole mindset around you know people who are older or wiser they've got more to give to us and we can learn more from people who have walked the path like I do agree that to some extent but I also think that you know every soul is born into this world with an abundance of wisdom and Mm. we can actually learn so much from our little ones but we have to have the humility and willingness to even look at it like that in the first place so yeah yeah, it's really cool yeah and how has motherhood changed your relationship because that that is such a big one that I feel people don't really touch base on enough that it kind of you know breaks down and then remolds the relationship as, as you enter you know a child into it yeah um wow I mean so me and my husband have been on this journey you know this this unraveling I guess of self for a while anyway mm-hmm. and I'll be honest, we didn't actually plan to have our little baby boy um, as quickly as we did. We had him, like we we talked about having a baby and we fell pregnant quite quickly. So um, <laughs> it was a little bit of a shock for us both, I'll be honest. But I do believe in divine timing. So he came into our path and our journey at the most perfect time. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, it was it was an even, even bigger unraveling within our relationship. So... You know, one of the things that we commit to in our union as, uh, you know, a a partnership is that we bring forward truth and we always, um, you know, no matter how ugly it is, we have to bring it forward in order to be Mm -hmm. able to traverse it together and be able to open our hearts even more. And I think that this is where becoming a mother really challenged that because I think what happens when you become a mom is you get so focused on taking care of your little one and, making sure that they're okay, their needs are met. And this is where I can see relationships would definitely unravel and it would be really challenging. Um, Now for me and my husband, we didn't exactly have like a really great start to parenting, I'll be honest. I ended up in hospital with, um, oh, I had mastitis two or three times. I got septicemia twice. Like at one point it was pretty touch and go whether I'd even make it through. They said to me like, you know, if if we don't act quickly, you, you know, you could die. And there was like a lot of 
pretty intense things happening in the first 12 weeks of Wild even being born. So it was definitely a challenging time for us because you know what it's like having a baby anyway. Like you yeah. <laughs> literally get thrown in at the deep end. You've got this this thing almost. Like it sounds yeah. awful, but you've all got this thing that relies on you all of a sudden. It can feel so foreign. Yeah. And that's yeah. just the truth of it, you know. So we've got our baby boy who's screaming at us needing his needs met and then I'm sick. My husband's having to take time off work and he doesn't get paid when he's off work. I was out of my business. So, you know, we were really challenged. Like every every stretch that you could imagine, every challenge that you could imagine health, financially, physically, mentally, we had them all thrown at us at once. Yeah, of course. So you can probably imagine, well, you can probably imagine the, the stress that that actually put on our relationship um, yeah. pretty full on. And it was full on in the most beautiful way. It, it taught us so much about each other. And it also, it kind of broke our relationship down so that we could rebuild it yeah um so yeah when wild came into the picture it was like again just what i was saying before that our little ones will always express externally what we're not expressing internally Mm. and therefore there was like nothing that we could hide as soon as wild came into the picture and that was in our relationship as well so if there was truths that weren't being spoken or if there was frustration that wasn't being expressed, or if there was sadness that wasn't being talked about or again expressed, mm-hmm. he was going to do it for us. And so we had to look at that because if we wasn't going to look at it, then we wasn't going to create a resolve in our relationship. So I think, again, it's no different to what I was saying about managing business and motherhood. When when your little ones come into the world and you're looking at your relationship with your partner, my biggest advice and encouragement is to be committed to the truth in your relationship first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And then as a result of that, it's the most supportive thing that you can do as a parent because your children will be a reflection of that. What a lot of people do, you see, is they focus on the baby and then the, mar- the marriage gets put on the back burner. And I have a very different perception of that. I believe that if my marriage and my relationship is rocky, then everything is rocky. So Mm. it's almost like, again, looking in the mirror and having that willingness to go, all right, okay, where are the cracks in my relationship right now? What do I actually need to be focusing on? in order to create some strong foundations here. And that's not to say it's going to be easy. You know, like, gosh, this year has been one of the most challenging years in my relationship. There's been countless times where I've wanted to pack my husband's shit up and throw it off the balcony. Like, (laughs) And I say it to him. I'm like, Elliot, today, I don't fucking want a bar of you. I want you out. And I'm like, I'd rather just be a single mom. And he's just like, well, that's great for you. He's like, but I'm not going anywhere. So let's sort this out. I love the honesty, you know. I think oh. that that's, you know, and that's this is where people, when people are authentic and they're honest about the experience, that's where others that that may hide that way, you know, that may hide because what I've noticed is a lot of people they'll hide what's really going on behind the doors of the marriage, and so everyone else thinks marriage is this perfect, you know, perfection, and that you know it's absolutely beautiful all of the time. And I'm like, well, it's not like that, you know. People are just not. <laughs> 
they're not sharing the reality of the situation. <laughs> totally, yeah. And I, I'm so okay with talking about it. Like I really am. And I because I think that it needs to be spoken about the the like it's the truth you know yeah there's your truth there's my truth but then there's god's truth and totally, god's yeah. truth is actually the fact is in this very moment i want you out of my life that's <laughs> how i'm feeling in this moment and my husband's like okay great he's like well i'm glad that you've expressed that and he's like right now I want to hook you off the balcony and I'm like perfect I'm like we're actually getting somewhere now whilst whilst all of that emotion is just not even being surfaced and we're not speaking truth we can't get anywhere because how can you move beyond it if you're not willing to face it yeah yeah exactly yeah so powerful really powerful statement that because yeah I've seen it time and time again that you know, not in, not in my friendship circle. Cause they're all very real about stuff and that's why I keep them that way. But like my, yes. just online, you know, you see people that, you know, you might follow online and then you see them in, in pub, you know, they're talking about how perfect their, their marriage is online and they're giving, at least giving it away that way on mm, social media. Yeah. And then in public, you see them and they're screaming and fighting, and, but then they're yeah. like hashtag blessed family day. And I'm like, <laughs> that is not going to serve your community online. And it's only going to create this whole toxic environment that marriage is absolutely perfect and relationships are perfect and if yours isn't then then it's toxic you know and it's just it's really it's a whole like I'm I'm not in a marriage I'm not in a partnership and so it's really interesting to me to watch from the outside and see what's what's going on you know yeah totally I can so relate to that and I've been around people like that my whole life you know (laughs) like showing (laughs) up in one light and then behind closed doors it's an absolute shit show I'm like hold up like what's going on here and yeah I just don't I don't want to teach from that place Mm -mm. um yeah there'll be more to come on this in my relationship as well actually for anybody who um, wants to come come along and follow um, yes. me and Elliot we really desire to talk more about this moving forward um, in our marriage and our relationship and the truths that have been uncovered and things like we're going to be speaking very openly about it in the future so yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool yeah and that's amazing and I, I think that I did see something the other day on your social media actually so I will I'll skip a few questions and I'm going to go to the question that I wanted to ask a bit later because I think it's a good flow on but I've yeah. seen that you're for those that don't know I've actually seen that your husband Elliot is also a men's coach so yes. you're two coaches leading other people through beautiful you know changes within their lives yeah and you clearly are two very deep and very aware people that are in a partnership and it must be really groundbreaking to be held in that way um (laughs) and it's just been I like seeing what you say about relationships because I'm not in one and I think it's really interesting to look at someone that I'm like okay I feel like if I was in a relationship that's kind of how I would handle things and that's how I would share online so it's been really interesting to watch um and I've noticed within my readings that my clients are struggling within their marriages out of the three. And I just want to be really honest here without, you know, naming anyone, but I do four readings a day and at least yep. three of those readings, they're saying my husband just doesn't hold me emotionally, or I can feel that he's got a real block from the heart chakra and he's not opening up to her and it's yep. creating all these issues or I can feel that he's from that era of, you know, boys don't cry and that he really struggles to understand his own emotions, let alone hold space for, you know, his wife or his daughter if he has one. And yeah. what would you say to people like this? Like how how do you make sure that that's not something that comes through within your relationship? 
Yeah, it's a big one. I, and I can so, I can feel this collectively. It's a big thing that I feel mm. is actually being, we're changing it. Like this is, this yeah. is part of the mission, you know, especially for me and Elliot. And that's why he's chosen to go into working with men because it's a big thing collectively that we're experiencing. Um, my advice to that would be, You've got to remember that the feminine leads. And I think that this can be one of the most challenging things in the world for women Mm. because sometimes, you know, I've had countless tantrums around this, like full-on tantrums. (laughs) Like, I don't want to go first, though. I just want him to hold me and I just want him to know and I just want him to be the man that I want him to be. (laughs) The truth is... We have to go first. The feminine does go first. We live on Mother Earth, not Father Earth. And I think that we have to remember this. And there's reason for that. The feminine will lead. And if you are looking at your dynamic, your relationship, you know, no different to the way I look at my relationship is actions and embodiment speak far louder than words so if you're really yearning for your husband to open his heart look at where your heart is actually closed off and where it is that you need to be embodying and stepping in and rising even further so that your husband or your partner will follow Mm. now not always will your partner follow um, but the truth is whilst you're appeasing him and not stepping into your greatness and leading and being the woman that you are here to be, whilst you're doing mm. that, you're actually not finding true love at all because your husband can't connect to you the way that he wants to. And if he isn't the man for you, then you're denying yourself of finding the man for you because you're in this almost people pleasing state and Mm -hmm. what we do a lot of the time is we please our partners to gain love whereas what we actually need to do is create foundations within our relationship where it's like two whole humans coming together and choosing to be with one another and choosing to love one another not this codependent dynamic where If I do this and please you, will you love me more? Will you Mm. open your heart more if I please you over here? And I'm speaking very much from experience here because my relationship with my husband was built off codependency. And it's only in this last year we have completely obliterated all of it. And that was where, I'll be honest, me as a woman, I found that so hard because he wasn't meeting my needs anymore because he didn't need to, you know, mm-hmm. there was no, there was no pleasing taking place. And so yeah, it was wow. a case of like, really both of us having to go, okay, what is it that we actually desire now in our relationship? Because now we're not depending on one another you know before Elliot used to like oh god he would walk on eggshells around me yeah (laughs) there was a part of me that liked it because I was like well I always get what I want great but that was two wounds playing out I was carrying a wound around being powerful as a woman and in a really unhealthy way like almost like uh, putting the masculine down and then he was playing into um, a wound of his where he actually couldn't rise 
he wasn't rising. I wasn't allowing him to rise. And also there was truths that he hadn't spoken to me that were riddled in guilt. So he was operating from a guilty place. And Mm. so he was like, as long as I keep doing all these things for Catrice, then she'll be happy. And then I don't feel so bad about the things that I've not told her. Yeah. So there's like, there's a few little pieces in there but I think the the first and most important thing is that we have to go first we have to show the way and that can be really challenging because there's so many times where we don't want to and like we just want our man to show up the way we want them to show up but the way that they're going to show up in that way is by you leading you ultimately going first and you stepping into your greatness it's pretty potent Wow. Yeah. Cause the other day I had a, I had a, I was in session with a client and, and I was saying to her, you know, like, I feel like is he not leading? And she was like, no, he's not leading. And I was like, well, are you allowing him to lead? And she was like, I feel like I'm screaming at him to lead and nothing's happening. And I was like, he has to lead. So (laughs) there you go. It just goes to show I was completely off there. (laughs) No, well, it's, it's not, I think not at all. Like you're not off at all. I do think a man needs to lead to some extent, but it's more the essence in which a woman can go first is so delicate and it's so graceful and it's so divine. It's not like a leadership in sort of like you know pitchforks we've got to stand strong and go first like yes we do but it's very um it's very gentle in how we do this whereas men they they do need to lead but the only way in which they get their I guess their power to lead is by us softening in the first place it's almost like this divine dance between the two um so yeah, it's it's really beautiful and quite quite a powerful thing and message that I feel yeah. land for many people. Yeah, no, it's definitely it's been really interesting like as a single person to see at first I was a bit taken back. Like at first I was like, geez, I don't know if I want marriage. Like this sounds horrible. Like <laughs> you know, out of out of the four readings I'm doing every day, three of them have really serious complaints and they're feeling really yeah. fucking miserable. Like I was like, they're they're not they're not making it look like something I want to sign up for in the future. Yeah. And at first <laughs> no, was, thanks. Yeah. I was like, I'm actually really good. Like, mm. so yeah, it was something that for me, it was a really sobering moment. Cause I'd always put marriage on a pedestal. Like I'd always put married people on this, on this pedestal. And this, I, I think it's cause my parents weren't married. And so I mm. haven't been married and, and my sister was married, but her marriage failed. And I think I'd always yeah. put people that stay together on this real pedestal. And for me, seeing in the throes of it like I spend four hours a day with people just talking through their relationship issues and being in the throes of kind of standing from a spectator perspective I was like wow like it's actually so much more challenging you know I think I just thought you know you get to dress up in this beautiful dress and you get this (laughs) lovely ring and you get these beautiful family photos taken once a year that make it look like life is so together and so gorgeous and I, I, I don't know I think I had a really grandiose opinion of what marriage was until I've been in the real throes of it and and viewing it from a spectator perspective you know yeah I I can so relate to that like I really can you know the whole fairy tale like what it actually looks like and I feel like I had that perception of it for a really long time as well it's only in this last couple of years where I've really committed to 
like a soulmate union you know like not just the marriage it's the union it's Mm. two souls coming together and I do believe that there's so much more growth available in that space because there's parts within me that could not have been surfaced without my husband present and vice versa like I know for a fact I would not be the woman I am today if I wasn't married to him because he has pushed me to my fucking limits like (laughs) literally (laughs) And I'm like, you, he stretches me every day and no different to how I stretch him. You know, I look at him now and I'm like, wow, you are a man of true integrity. You know how to speak truth. You are honest. You are loving. You are caring. But he would not be that man if we hadn't joined our souls together Mm. because we pushed each other into those spaces you know we we, yeah. we chose that of course you know it's not just us being in a relationship then all the growth happened you know yeah like really really easily it's been really challenging but at the same time I I can see that the perception of a union a marriage whatever you want to call it actually needs to change collectively like the the it needs to change because Again, this is why marriages go stale, right? Because people mm. enter into marriages and they're like, okay, sweet, we're good now. I can put my feet up. I'm, I'm sorted for life. And I don't believe that that's true. I believe that when you when you sign that dotted line and you, you choose your partner and you become one together and you choose this pack together, it's like, okay, let's go. Let's grow. Let's evolve. Mm. Let's see how big and amazing we can be together and actually stretch ourselves into that and again it's just having the humility and the willingness to look at those parts of yourself even when it's really challenging and you just want to go nah I'm out yeah (laughs) which by the way I have said multiple times this year (laughs) yeah of course you know like and this is the thing like when when children come along it creates that that whole different layer and so many people do like if you looked at look at the statistics of it a lot of people break up within the first year of having their child like a lot of people just can't they can't do it and it's because it brings so much to the surface or they see that as a as a mother that that person didn't show up in the way that they thought they would or it becomes all about the child and less about the marriage and so it falls apart like you spoke about earlier or, yeah. you know, they, they become a father that they didn't realise because they're playing out all these wounds from when they were, you know, had the situation yes. with their own dad. So yeah. it can really bring so many different layers to a relationship. And it's, totally. yeah, it's I, I can absolutely relate to what you're saying with that. <laughs> yeah. And I just want to, if you don't mind, do you mind me adding something on here? Because I feel like it's really relevant. Yeah. It's our ability to love unconditionally as well. And I don't Mm. say that lightly, like the word unconditional love, we actually don't enter into marriages loving unconditionally. (laughs) That's a really tough pill for people to swallow, but we don't. We're like, oh, I'll love you. But if you go cheat on me, you're at the fucking door. Yeah. Or if you do this, then that's it. We're done. Yeah. To truly love unconditionally, no different to our children. We've got to love them no matter what. Like no matter what we're met with, no matter what behaviors, no matter what we are met with, we love them unconditionally. Mm. And this was something that I committed to in my relationship and 
boy did this test me like fuck I was like oh my god why did I commit this why did I commit to this this is really really challenging (laughs) but if you commit to unconditional love you're also committing to clearing out all of your wounding because if somebody comes forward, you know, and I'll quite happily um, share this on your podcast and my husband's totally okay with it as well. But my husband was unfaithful to me in the first year that we got together. Yeah. Yeah. And he didn't share it with me until this year, last year. Sorry. And it was only because um, I'm actually a psychic medium myself. Yes. I I got a read on it. (laughs) Yes. Wow. And he, so he came forward and he was like, I really want to help men and I want to be the full embodiment of it. And as soon as he said that, I just got this full download. I was like, I knew the time, I knew the place, I knew when it happened. And I, um, I just said to him, I was like, have you been unfaithful to me? And it was, it was massive. It was like a really big thing in our relationship. Of course. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was huge because there was so much there, but there was so much wounding that we got to heal from, you know, Mm. in that moment. And that was because I chose, I wanted to love him unconditionally. I could see that the man I married was very different to the man that betrayed me back then. And I could see that, his wounding was very present back then and I chose to love him through that and I said okay I love you so much for bringing this truth out like now that Mm. we're addressing it how can we now heal beyond it now it was really ugly for me because I realized I'd attracted it in as well yeah (laughs) attracted this whole thing in in order to heal and I think this is a beautiful way that we get to look at our marriages when we choose to love unconditionally is instead of just running at every opportunity when somebody's not behaving the way that we want them to behave Mm. we actually go okay how have I first and foremost attracted this in so that I can heal a part of me and how can we actually evolve together here? And I think with that, like I know with that level of commitment to the relationship and that level of commitment to love, we can actually change the world, like period. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, that's absolutely, thank you so much for sharing and that's absolutely incredible that, you know, that was something that you, you both moved through together and so many people I'm a runner. I'm um, actually a self-confessed runner. And <laughs> I love I, your honesty. You're like, yep, I'm out. Bye. I'm, yeah, I'm a runner. I'm the kind of person like even now dating, like as a dating person, I see a floor and I'm like, I'm out. I'm out. I'm yeah. out. I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want to go on another day. I don't want that in my life. And, you know, yeah. is, it, is it a boundary or is it me running because I'm nervous about you know, really un- unraveling with that person, you know? So it's really interesting yeah. to speak into that. But um, yeah, I, I went through something really challenging recently where my partner had left me for my friend and it was this whole really ugly scenario that played out and it was really mm-hmm. a challenging thing for me. And then when I spoke to him recently, I said, you know what, like you, I can either be angry and I can either let it poison me or I can just say maybe I was just the doorway for you to meet that person, you know, and so yeah. I wish you yeah. all the best. And don't get me wrong, it was like swallowing glass for me. Um, totally. You know, like I didn't want to say that. I wanted to scream. I wanted to 
freak out and really speak my truth on on what had happened and how that had made me feel but instead I was mm-hmm. like I wish you all the best like thanks I'm for the talking that. about it with me and I maybe I was just a doorway I know fully well obviously with what I do for work that that's not the case but I was like yeah. you know, I'm just gonna say what I would want to hear if that was my if the you know I would never behave like that but if the roles were reversed you know I just want to say that to get it off my chest to make sure Mm -hmm. that I've spoken goodness that I, and do I genuinely mean it? Yes. It was hard to say. It was so fucking challenging, but this is like on a single person side of the fence. This has come through now that I'm, I am single. It's all come out into the woodwork and I'm like, wow, that's ugly. And I don't believe that you can build a partnership from such, you know, really unrock, really unstable, rocky beginnings. But that's just yeah. my viewpoint. Like maybe theirs is different. And so many people say to me recently, you know, how did you move through that? And that's so challenging. And I'm like, because I didn't want to be mad anymore. I didn't yeah. want to carry that on my soul and on my heart anymore. And it's the totally. same as you. I choose to, you're choosing to love your husband unconditionally. I choose to love myself unconditionally and not yeah. let that poison me, you know, yeah, as a single that. woman. So yeah, yeah, like it's it was you know just sharing because I'm like it's different, different but the same. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. I love yeah. that you shared it as well. And from that perspective, it's yeah, it's quite amazing, isn't it? And just being so truthful with yourself, you yeah. know, like actually, actually, that was really hard for me to do. And actually, I don't want to say this, but I actually desire to move on. And I, yeah, I love yeah. that. Yeah, and that's like you know, it's it's been something that it's been continuing on for a little while. And then, and then when it came out into the woodwork, I was like, look, I kind of, I sat with it for about, about 15 minutes in the backyard. And I thought, you know, have a look at the life that you've created since that relationship broke down. You've mm-hmm. done what you wanted to do. All of the furniture that I'd sold off to be in that relationship. I've now, I've now got back. It's more beautiful than I could have ever imagined. I've, yes. you know, it's even though it's been a short time, I've stepped into being a medium and I'm now more abundant yeah. and more aligned in my personal life. So I'm like, why would I even care what's going on on that side of the fence anymore? You know, so yeah, totally. it was a really, it was, it was massive for me. And um, yeah, thank you for sharing and allowing yourself to be vulnerable with that. Cause it is something, you know, a lot of people that have private things within the marriage that go on behind closed doors and people think, you know, if anyone looked at your Instagram, I saw a beautiful um, photo of Elliot and wild from the weekend just gone. And I was like, Oh, what a beautiful, you know, what a beautiful husband and the Bubby. And it looks like a really nice time they had. Anyone could just yeah. see that one photo and think, wow, that's the perfect union. Yes. And that, you know, so it's so important for women and it, not every woman can have the strength that you have to do that. Cause some people, yeah, you know, they, 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 they just keep quiet about things like that and they, and they just keep it to themselves. And I'm always when I've got friends that go through really challenging things, I'm like, speak it out, share it, you know, like I always yeah, get totally. on my little bandwagon with it. So, <laughs> yeah. um, it's just like resonance is so powerful to show. Oh, it really is. Yeah, it's it's incredible. It's groundbreaking when you see someone else go through something and they do it in, you know, a graceful way and they and they share in mm. a way that's raw and vulnerable and honest. It invites other women and gives them that powerful invitation to do the exact same, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, and like I say there's going to be a lot more to come on this in in the next I'm few so months, excited. Yeah, I'm it's so going to be pretty big. 
<laughs> yeah, I feel like that is exactly where you guys are supposed to go. I don't know if you're joining forces or whatever with what you both do, but it feels like that for me. Yeah. <laughs> you're bang on. Your mediumship yeah. is bang on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel I feel excited for people that are in partnerships that can come to you and and can really work through things because it has yes. become, even within dating and, and marriages, it's become a throwaway culture. Um, you know, like within dating, it's like, I can just go on Tinder and and swipe and get someone else. Um, you know, if she, if she has a child or if she's a medium or whatever, I can just go and swipe and meet someone new. And within dating, it's become, well, I can just get on Tinder and swipe for 10 other women. So why would I try and work and fight for this? You know? Yeah. So so it kind of, like, even when you look at that from like that perspective, like being able to swipe across, it's just like, what have we created in this world? (laughs) Yeah, so I'm I'm ex- I'm so excited that more people like yourself and Elliot are stepping into that, you know, leading the way. And you know, yeah. some like you said with the feminists, someone has to go first. Someone has to yeah. say, and I'm sure other people are doing it. But I have a feeling that yours is going to be very special. So I'm really oh, excited to you. see that come through. Yeah, and thank you. I've got one more question for you before we jump off today, Um, just because it is the name of the podcast, um, Soulful. So how would you say that you live a more soulful life daily and how would you strive to live a more soulful life daily? Like what are your rituals around that? Oh, I love this. (laughs) Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, I'm just feeling this one. It's a big one. (laughs) Yeah, it's a big one because, uh, yeah, like I say, I work with the soul as well. So I'm like, oh, okay. Um, to be honest with you, I think there isn't like a big lavish answer to this. It's mm. more just making sure that I'm connected to my soul in each and every moment. The way in which I do this is through it through dance to be honest with you you know I'm always Beautiful. moving yeah. I'm, yeah I'm always moving my body the first thing I do in the morning is I I put on some music I dance I connect to God I connect to myself I channel I drink lots of water Um, you know I pleasure myself in some way and I don't think that there should be shame around this I feel that it's a really powerful thing for us to do to get to know ourselves intimately yeah yeah um and yeah I just I make that my priority every single day is that as long as I feel connected that's the most important thing is connected to self so there's no Mm -hmm. big fancy ritual or anything yeah yeah and the other thing is just not denying myself of truth you know in each and every moment and Mm. that's no different to some of the truths that I've spoken today around you know, just being like, okay, I'm actually done with my marriage today. This is fucking shit. I want to pack your crap up and get you out of the house. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, like this morning, Wild was just not having a bar of going to sleep and I was getting really frustrated with him. And I was like, right now, child, I'm feeling so frustrated yeah. by you. <laughs> you know, not denying my truth in that moment and actually just being so authentic to that I think is the greatest gift that you know I've been able to give myself really and that we can all give ourselves because then we don't have to continue to carry baggage I think that every in every moment that we're not connected to ourselves and we're denying ourselves of truth then we're actually um, taking ourselves so far away from our authentic soul's truth 
And yeah. ultimately, you know, no different, I feel, to your mission is actually to bring people back to that place. We want to be living in alignment with what we're here to be doing and our truth mm. and our, our juice, you know, our magic. And yeah. the way that we access that is by literally don't create yourself any more problems. Just look <laughs> at it and just go, okay, how can I connect to this right now? Well, in this moment, I just need to feel my way through it and I need to put some music on and I need to fucking shake my ass and maybe <laughs> I need to pleasure myself and I just need to be the woman that I'm meant to be. <laughs> and from that. that place, we can create magic. <laughs> Oh, that is so powerful. And it's been so beautiful speaking with you. And yeah, I, I'm so excited to be able to share. I know that people are going to come across and follow. And I know that they're going to love your story as much as I do and love how just how authentically you show up on social media, which is a place full of people that, you know, do share just the highlight reel. I think it's really beautiful yeah. that you are constantly sharing, you know, the reality, but also the wisdom that makes people crack open and seek that greater self-awareness. Yeah, thank you. And I just want to say thank you so much for having me. And I just want to honour you because you're a fucking phenomenal woman, right? <laughs> I just oh, want to you. say that. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I've been following you for a little while now and your humility and your um, level, like your ability to connect with people on such an intimate level is absolutely profound. And oh, thank you. Yeah, I just really want to honour you and just speak that here. I feel like everyone just needs to hear that, but most importantly, you need to hear it. Yeah, no, it's definitely it's something that, you know, stepping into having the soulful space after it being a photography and a jewelry page. And I used to sell yeah. ch children's vintage wares and I've had this really public kind of finding myself moment. Yeah. And, you know, I honestly, I thought, and yes, people do laugh at, at, at this new progression of, you know, I'm a psychic medium and, and I've been one my entire life, but I'm, I'm only just yeah. claiming it. And I knew that there were going to be totally. people that laughed at me, you know. I knew that there were going to be people that wanted to throw sticks and laugh and, you know, kind of treat me like a bit of a circus show. And I'm like, that's fine. Like, you know, mm. if people want to show up for that. But it's it's been something that, you know, really taking ownership of, you know, who I am. This has felt like the most authentic version of myself. And it's also been the one that I thought, people aren't going to support me in this. People are going to think that I'm wacky or I'm weird or how can she, yeah, wow. you know, be someone that goes to church but also be a psychic medium but also be a photographer that used to sell jewellery uh, yeah. and, you know, be a single mum all intertwined in that. So it was something that felt really foreign and really scary to me to take ownership of. So it's so nice to hear people that are like, you know what, I actually think it's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I love it. I'm like, you keep doing you because you're creating waves, girl. I love it. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh, beautiful and I so appreciate it and yeah thank you so much for joining me my pleasure thank you you have a beautiful day and you bye-bye bye thank you for listening to soulful the podcast one of the most beautiful things in life is human connection and I thank you for allowing me to connect with you in this way today as always, I would love it if you could leave a rating and review. If you have been listening and you have felt called to have a reading, please do reach out. My information is in the show notes. I will also pop Catrice's information in the show notes in case you wanted to get in touch with her. 
to have a session or just to have a chat. I'm sure her DMs are always open to hear from you. Thank you so much and have a beautiful week.